RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. For those of you unaware, I'm not on the radio anymore, and I used to be able to talk about sports Monday through Friday, and I used to get things off my chest, uh, but uh, I'm not on radio anymore for this next couple, three months. Uh, So I'm using my podcast to get out my words. And, you know, after a win last week and the reaction that I'm listening to through sports radio, uh, I have some reactions of my own. You know, this is the bit. The biggest thing I heard this week in sports radio was Brady saved the day. Brady saved the day. Did anybody not watch the rest of the game? I don't. Okay, I under, listen. Tom Brady's the best quarterback to ever play. Period. Okay, and, and at the end of it, it's going to be him. I'm letting everybody know that. To think, if you watch that last game, to think that that last game was Tom Brady, I'm going to have to question how much you know football. Because what if Tom Brady's defense wasn't balling out? What would have happened? You would have got beaten 40 to 16 or worse. But everybody, how many three and outs do the Buccaneers have? Numerous. I don't know the number, but it's numerous. If your defense can't hold up, you're out of that game in the second quarter. And I think it's amazing to me to hear everybody putting so much credit on Tom Brady. I have as much love for Tom Brady as the next person, but give credit where it's due. The offense scored 16 points. Go look around the NFL. Not many teams are winning with 16 points, okay? The defense kept us in that game, period. So I'm going to give love to the defense. I don't think the defense got enough love throughout this week. Now, Seattle, uh, the Buccaneers going to Germany to play uh, against Seattle. Uh, first thing Sunday morning, 9.30, I'll be up. Uh, I'm usually up anyways. I don't know if there could be a better opponent than the Seattle Seahawks at this moment. The Buccaneers, as poorly as they played this year, and they played poorly, people. Up and down, no, nothing is consistent. That being said, you come off a victory. If you mess around and go to Germany and beat the Seattle Seahawks, All of a sudden, you have some momentum, right? And you have some momentum, and you say you figure out a way to sneak into the playoffs. And by the way, the Buccaneers are in first place. The Buccaneers have the the ability, probably, to go 500 the rest of the season and probably still end up in first place. If you mess around and end up in first place and get a home game, then you have Tom Brady at home in the playoffs. It could certainly be worse than that. I think the the Seahawks are a perfect challenger right now because if the Buccaneers mess around and beat the Seahawks, who are playing as well as anybody else right now, think of the momentum going forward. Listen, I know the record, but Brady doesn't care about the record. Tom Brady cares about the way we're playing right now. And we're we're building off of one game. Now... If the Bucs mess around and lose this game, I don't know what to think. But the crazy part is they're still not out of it. If the Bucs lose this game, they're still not going to be out of it. Luck has something to do with sports, but I don't really believe in luck. You have to create your own luck. But the Bucs are, are, are lucky this year because the rest of the South 
stinks, okay? They stink. And the Buccaneers don't aren't, aren't much better. You can't tell me right now the Buccaneers are straight up better than the Falcons. You can't. I don't want I don't care. I watch the Falcons. The Falcons aren't great, but the Buccaneers aren't great either. All right? Other thing I keep on hearing is fire bowls, fire leftwich. Does anybody think that firing your coach midseason is really productive? You go back to the tape, people. When you fire your head coach midseason, it usually doesn't work. Last year with the Raiders, it worked a little bit with Rich Basaccia. So, but let me explain to you what happens when they fire the head coach. And I've been through a situation my rookie year. Uh, Ray Perkins was fired uh, with, I think, four games left. And Richard Williamson ended up being our, 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 uh, our coach. You're, you're using the same playbook. And the same people are calling plays. And there's the same people in the huddle. So what other than the guy up in front of the meeting room has changed? Not a whole lot. Byron Lefwich was up for head coaching jobs the last three years. And all of a sudden he can't call plays? Stop it. Stop it. All, all of the coordinator can do is call a play. It's up to the players on the field to execute the right way. Byron Leftwich can't catch the football. He can't throw the football and he can't block. So two games ago when Brady was throwing the ball over everybody's head, he can't help that. Six drops last week, he can't help that. Guys getting bursting through the line, he can't help that. But you guys want to fire Byron Leftwich. And then what? Then to do what? to bring up somebody who has to reestablish themselves. We have a guy who is loved by his, his teammates and who was a, a high-profile guy just as of the offseason, and you want to fire him now. I, I just don't understand the average fan. And the average fan doesn't know what it's like to be in the locker room and doesn't know like what it's like to have you know their, their fearless leader change in the middle of the season. It's not good. It normally isn't good. So for everybody's wishing for left witch and bowls to be fired, shame on you guys. Because I, I don't think you're Buccaneer fans. I really don't. Because that's not productive for the organization. All right? Now, you have to, uh, now, Jason Light has to watch out now. Because Jason Light, who I'm not quite sure what Jason Light's future is, he has to watch out that he's not making decisions for today uh, in lieu of tomorrow. Like if Tom Brady come up to him and says, I want you to bring this guy and this guy and this guy in. Do you think Tom Brady gives a rat's ass about this team from next year? I don't think so. So Jason Light's in a tough situation. The Bucks lose one more game in the next couple of games. He's got to be thinking about the future and not the present. But for us Buccaneer fans to be where we are and to still be in first place, it couldn't be better. Because there, there's certain scenarios. Just say man, the Saints were seven and two. We'd be shit out of luck right now, okay? That's not the case, and we're in a good situation. So, let's all applaud it. But to think that this Buccaneer team, from what I've seen to this point, is going to go out there and play consistent football, I'm not betting my house on that, unfortunately. So, everybody get up uh, early on Sunday and enjoy that game against Seattle, and uh, I'm going to keep on spitting out these podcasts one or two, two times a week because there's always a lot to talk about. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Buccaneers after their win, hopefully, on Monday. And then we'll come back and uh, discuss all the other things happening during the week. Everybody wants to get in contact with me, you can hit me up, Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. And if you want to hit me up on social media, it's I'm mostly an Instagram guy, Ian underscore Beckles. Everybody have a wonderful week, 
and please stay out of trouble. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.